0: Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back. Silver and black today, the Tuesday edition here in the offseason. I hope you're enjoying the NFL playoffs. I know, I know your Raiders aren't in it, but uh, some good games, some good matchups coming up next week as well. All right, Mo, we're going to jump in now and talk about the Raiders and talk about the salary cap as it relates to the players they have. Now, this assumption, we're going to show you the screen and talk through some numbers here coming up, Mo. And this is the assumption that we all know is going to happen, which is Derek Carr's is off the books, okay? So Derek Carr is most likely waived uh, and becomes a free agent, or if they somehow can get a draft, or excuse me, a trade partner, then they trade him, and it ends up being the same thing, and they get some capital back. We'll see what happens there. But anyway, here's what we want to do is go through that and talk through this, Mo. I'm going to put this up on the screen for those of you watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Also subscribe, hit the notifications bell. And if you're listening to us on the audio, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and turn on the auto download. All right. So we look at the Raiders t- uh, 2023 top Raiders cap hits. We start off with Max Crosby, 20.482 million. He's the highest cap number on the Raiders, of course, he got the extension this past off season uh, before the 2022 season, followed by Chandler Jones. Yes, Chandler Jones, 19.3 million. Number three, Colton Miller, 17.65 million. And then, oh, yeah, Devontae Adams at 14.7. And number five, the number five cap hit for the Raiders. No, it's not Darren Waller. Although it's almost exactly the same. Hunter Renfro is the the next highest cap hit as well. Others of note, of course, Darren Waller also around $12 million. Andre James at just under $7 million. Let's call it $7 million. And Bilal Nichols at almost $7 million. And I look at this Mo and we made the note up there. First, let's let's start off with those numbers. I mean, Max Crosby got the big extension, uh, the Chandler Jones signing, Colton Miller. He's now obviously into that space in his contract where he's making some more and he's counting more against the cap. Devontae Adams at 14.74 and Hunter Renfro, which, you know, if you look at the cap space, uh, a little high there for what what he's done. He was injured last year, so we'll have to see how he bounce, bounces back. But overall, Mo, I mean, the the one that sticks out there, of course, is Chandler Jones. He 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 kind of turned it on a little bit in the second half before getting injured, but that's the kind of number we're talking about from the first two segments. When you have a number like that, you can say, get rid of him, get rid of them. No, you can't. I mean, you're paying them $13 million. You might as well keep them on the field and just hope for the best.
1: Absolutely. When you see those big cap hits, the one thing I think about is restructuring. Because it's not paid attention to a lot. But in the offseason, I would say every team restructures one to three contracts Mm -hmm, every mm -hmm, offseason. So mm -hmm. I just want to go through the top contracts right now. Max Crosby, if the Raiders restructure him, they could save $12.4 million. Chandler Jones, they could save $11.3 million on a restructure. Colton Miller, they could save $8.3 million on a restructure. Darren Wall and Hunter Renfro, seven point five and $7.3 million respectively. So this is what I mean by when I say well, say, well, Raiders don't have enough cap space for this, Raiders don't have enough cap space for that. its I don't want to say it's easy, but every team has the liberty to manipulate the cap with restructures yeah. you don't have to cut a player to, to get more of your cap back. you can restructure players and as we talked about in the previous segments that pushes the money back into the later years of a contract of course it puts dead cap on but it gives you flexibility in the current year and assuming the salary cap goes up every year you're not worried about what happens two years down a right. lot because you know the cap is going to go up anyway so if the raiders for whatever reason need more cap space they can they can restructure Crosby, Jones and Miller and free up over 30 million just off those three contracts. So the cap space isn't really what you think it is as far as a hard cap where this is what the number is and you can't do anything about it. There's so much flexibility there.
0: Right, 30 million there and then like we said you you have the cap uh, estimates obviously with the rollover the Raiders are almost 60 million already. So you okay. can see and this is where I was I was trying to I was I was DMing with a a, a listener of ours Who's really distraught, not feeling like the Raiders are ever going to turn around, and I understand why. But I told him, I said, "You, I'm telling. Well, the cap space. I go, no, 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 no. Believe me, they can, they can, they can free up. They're going to have a lot of cap space to begin with, and then they can free up almost thirty million dollars with the guys they already have signed. Not to mention getting rid of a couple guys and maybe even trading somebody. So you, you have the possibility." to go out and not only you have to nail the draft, of course, but you can go out and get as many as three or four significant free agents probably to help out on that defensive side and on the offensive line.
1: If I had to put it over and under, I would say that the Raiders are going to have three or th- about maybe three big name free agents. They bring yep. in Yep, two for the defense and maybe one for the office, the offensive mm-hmm. line of guard, uh, because, and this is the thing about, with the way these uh, cap numbers look right now, but no, what sticks out to me here, Andre James is $6.9 million in, in, in a cap. Hit. Mm-hmm. I actually think Andre James could either be traded or cut because, as I said in a previous show, Vic Tafer said that the Raiders plan to move Dylan Parham to center. So, what yes. that means is Andre James would then become a high paid backup yep. or they just may move on. Now, I believe if they cut Andre James, as a pre-June 1 cut, they can save $5.1 million. As a post-June 1 cut, it would be $6.5 million. So that's the name that I will watch out for. Are they going to do something with Andre James' contract where they maybe restructure him and he becomes a, a, a backup on a decent salary, or do they just completely move on and have Dylan Parham at the center position? The other name that sticks out to me, Bilal Nichols, he underperformed this year. Mm-hmm. I believe the Raiders signed him to a two-year $11 million contract. He had about $7.1 million in guarantees. If the Raiders cut him... They could save three point one million, which is not a lot. So my guess is that he would stay, but it, I don't think it's a guarantee. Depending on what what happens in the draft, yes. and what happens in free agency,
0: yeah, and that's what I was going to say. And we have it there if you're watching on YouTube that yeah, James and Nichols, uh, if they were to be waived, cut, uh, you're talking about eight point one. Actually, it's eight point two in cap savings, right? So so that that's possible. And and to your point, I think I think that if if they're able to get who they want in the draft on the interior of the defense, or they find another free agent they feel better about too. Um, they can do that as well and spread out the the losses that they have, which only be about a million dollars for each guy, a million and a half uh, over that dead cap money. So, so yeah, I mean, this is where I think it gets exciting because the possibilities now, this is where, and I can't underscore enough, Mo. we talked about it the last couple of shows at the end of the season, which is, this is where if Dave Ziegler is really good at his job, you're going to know pretty quickly. I think because he's got so much to work with. Uh, and not only the draft cap, you know, draft sometimes can take a year or two to understand how well you hit on that. Um, but with the free agent signings, if he goes out and gets guys and shores up the offensive line, gets a couple of thumpers on defense in the, on, the, on the line and maybe a safety or, or a cornerback, uh, and that just changes the whole look of your defense quickly, and then you fill it in with younger guys as well, then suddenly you can say, okay, this guy's putting it together. Now they got to go perform on the field. That's a different story. But as far as the front office equipping this team to have the type of player that can fit into the defensive scheme, the type of player that fits into the offensive scheme. And oh, by the way, get a quarterback who can run it all, suddenly you can see this thing again turn around very, very quickly.
1: And I want Raider fans to listen to me carefully in this, because I know there are a <laughs> lot of them that are that are not they're not seeing the the rainbows and unicorns <laughs> as they were seeing in previous years. And, they're, and as you said, they're kind of distraught and they don't believe in the direction of this team. And I get that. But I will say the one thing that you could be excited about, even though Derek Carr is at the door and you may be a Derek Carr fan, the one thing you should be excited about is that the Raiders have a lot of resources to get it right. And as you said, we're going to find out very quickly how good of a GM Dave Ziegler is because the Raiders my guesstimate, they're going to have about 60 to 7 million dollars in cap space once the new league year turns in 2023 yeah and they're going to have premium draft picks which they didn't have last year so they're going to have the resources to get this back on track relatively quickly quickly so they're going to be a lot of new faces there's going to be turnover so there's new hope there and again if he hits on his draft picks and his free agent uh, signings and pickups then this thing can get turned around fairly quickly if it doesn't then we know The Raiders are doomed maybe for another two to three years. I don't want to put that in the air right now, but we'll, as you said, we'll know right away what happens there. And it also depends on who their choice is at the quarterback position.
0: Right. And, and I know how disappointed fans were this season. We, we, we hear it constantly. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we were too. At the same time, the question mark on Josh McDaniels cannot be addressed till we're probably five games into the season. So we, we, we won't be able to answer that question until then. But as far as the front office and the future of the organization, the frustrations of 26 years of bad moves, lots of coaches, lots of GMs, lots of player personnel, bad signings, bad draft picks, including the last regime under Gruden, historic bad draft picks, by the way. Um, this year, if you think about it, putting aside the coaching difficulties, um, it's not surprising, right? Because you inherit a roster. It doesn't matter if you if you run uh, an electrician shop or a football team. If you come in and you got people you inherit and and they're not performing as well. Now, you could say they made the playoffs last year, okay? But we all know that that was a Herculean effort, including by Derek Carr, to get that team into the playoffs, okay? They were not what I would consider a team that I thought. And, yes, they almost beat the Bengals. But they were not a team that I felt was built to go deep in the playoffs, so you look at that and you say, okay, it's not surprising that they didn't do very well. Now, could they have done better? Yes, if they don't blow 5.5 double-digit leads. But I just think that you have to, it doesn't matter what you do, what role you have in life. If you're running something, a business, a restaurant, whatever, you have to have the opportunity to put your people in place before you can be fully evaluated. It's not that you can't be evaluated on what you worked with what you had, which obviously the results were not great. But now to your point, Mo, they have everything they need. There can be no excuses. You have the money, you have the draft capital, you may even have more draft capital. We'll see. But you're going to have a buttload of money and a lot of draft picks. So if they get to next year and draft picks are bust right away, or there's some kind of issue and they can't they can't seem to attract people in free agency, then that's a problem.
1: Couple of points, too. Think about this. This regime had to cut or waive two. Former first-round picks before the season, ended. John Abram got cut, <laughs> and Alex Leatherwood got waived before he finished his second season. So I'm not giving a pass to Dave Ziegler in this regime, but look what they inherited. They inherited mm-hmm. players who who weren't starting caliber players. And I know we saw John Abram playing at Seattle Seahawks game. He agitated the 49ers by jerking at yes. Debo Samuel's leg. That that's what he. That's his. Imp- that's his lasting impression in the playoffs. So think about that for a minute. So the Raiders <laughs> weren't dealt a, a full hand, so to speak. Now they had playmakers, and they should have been better than what they finished as, but they didn't. They weren't working with a complete full deck. The other point I want to make, a couple of points here, and I looked this up before I got on with you, Scott. The Raiders are last in spending on the in, on the secondary. So they spend the least amount across right. the league on their cornerbacks and their safeties right now they are second to last in spending on the linebacker position. Over on the defense, they are 29th in spending. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSC. So to me, and also offensive line, twenty seventh is spending. So to me, <laughs> looking at those numbers... You get what you pay for. The, right. You get what you pay for, and that's where the Raiders are going to spend a lot of their resources. <clears throat> the defense, specifically the secondary, because Rakia Sin going to be a free agent. Anthony Aver didn't pan out, free agent. Nate Hobbs kind of regressed. And uh, Meek Robinson... You know, significantly improved, but is he a, a day-in and day-out or week-in and week-out starter? Yeah. I, I would debate that. So offensive line, secondary, linebacker, that's where the Raiders are going to spend a lot of their draft capital and their free agent money. In my opinion, that's what I would do. We'll see if they follow through with that. We, as we know, the Raiders have neglected the linebacker position for so long. We had a good year from Perry Riley here. We had a couple of good years from Denzel Perryman there, but they need a guy that they can stick in the middle of that defense <laughs> and be there for five to 10 years. Because guess what? Even though the Bengals offense didn't look good, I watched their linebacker out there. Logan make some plays. And I actually wanted Logan. He came out of Wyoming, and I said the Raiders should draft him in the third round. He's a playmaking linebacker. He can keep on the field for all three downs. The Raiders need that type of player in the middle of their defense because as tight ends and running backs get better catching, the football, they're going to need a linebacker who's going to be that sideline-to-sideline guy to cover those guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at it back to the spending too. I mean, and, and just the misses. I mean, you look at the Raiders in the defensive backfield going back to 18, going back to 19. Remember, they also traded Trayvon Mullen this past offseason, right? And he's yeah. now with his fourth team, his third team, his fourth team this season. He's with the Cowboys. Um, and so so you look at that and and you go back to even Gary Conley, a miss under Reggie McKenzie. Right, so they have had. This is what happens when you don't have good drafts. You continually have an issue, and then you don't spend the money. You're not spending the money because you don't have players that you draft that then get to their second contract and are good enough to sign. Number one, and number two, you're signing free agents at a bargain instead of trying to actually spend the money because you had to do it elsewhere. So again, that goes back to this whole idea of managing the cap well. The last thing I want to talk to you about, buddy, on on this show with the with the salary cap. Is one of the things we talked to. and We flashed his number up there, which was a Darren Waller's twelve million dollar cap number this year. Um, Eight point nine of that is dead cap. Okay, so uh, no chance that they just cut Darren Waller and and, and save three million dollars. But but next year, uh, if you look at it, next year um, his his dead cap hit is fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't know how they have that so low, but but to me, if they don't trade Darren Waller this year. Um, and he doesn't perform like people think he can perform, it'll definitely be his last year as a Raider because they have a big out. They basically have an out next year, somewhat like they had with Derek Carr this mm-hmm. year.
1: Right. And there are a lot of people speculating that Darren Waller could be traded in the, in the upcoming offseason. I think he did enough when he came back from his injury to show that he's still a valuable piece in that offense. So I, mm-hmm. I was of the belief that they could trade that. They still could. Who knows what a team is willing to offer for him? If you but get a now, crazy all- offer, yeah right now i'm I'm on the side that they keep him especially if you get a veteran quarterback because that shows that they still want to win right away so you wouldn't trade one of your core offensive pieces there but it, it's it's going to be interesting to find out because as you said there's there's kind of like an out in his contract too he is not a not a spring chicken darren waller's 30 years old so you you got to believe that they understood that going into contract negotiations with him so i would say i think the Raiders front office deserves a little more credit for how they've structured some deals. Now, a lot of people don't pay attention to that and don't really care for that too much. But the way they structure these deals, they've given themselves a lot of flexibility so that they can turn things around. Now, will they turn things around? That comes down to their scouting department and how they evaluate players. That's a whole other story. But at least they've given themselves, again, that flexibility.
0: I'll tell you what, though, if, if if the Raiders get some more draft capital high in the draft um, and they sign Tom Brady, I, I'd love to see Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame playing with Tom Brady on Sundays. Young tight end on <laughs> a rookie contract course, who's course who's a freak that, of man. nature.
1: I, I just, and I and I know I mentioned this, but as I said, just watching Logan Wilson playing in the middle of that Bengals defense just makes me... want to see the Raiders have that linebacker that centerpiece because they just haven't had it for so long and I keep saying this I believe Kirk Morrison was their last consistent linebacker that was there for multiple years playing and playing out as a starter and I just feel like in today's NFL a lot of the good defenses a lot of the top tier defenses have a centerpiece Look at the Bills. They have Tremaine Edmonds, as I said, Logan Wilson with the Bengals. The Baltimore Ravens defense got significantly better once they acquired Roquan Smith. Now I know that didn't help them on offense, but at least their defense was able to keep that game close, even with even with the backup quarterback out there. So I think the Raiders need to pour into their defense and spend on a on a position like the linebacker, even though it's not considered a premium position. I think it's important because it is the quarterback of your defense.
0: Absolutely. No, and, and and you just need it. Like you said, it's not the same as it used to be. The linebacking position in, in the modern NFL of today is not the Lawrence Taylor days, right? It's not the same kind of position. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's necessary. You have to have that leader back there. And it can be a young guy. It can be a draft pick. It does not have to be a veteran. You can get a young guy in there who is a leader and a strong player. And of course, we're going to go through some of these prospects as we start to cover the draft in the coming weeks, uh, but uh, that's not for today. We just wanted to get you through this and, and, and yeah. give you a lot of hope, Mo. I think that's what this show yeah. was about, was to say, hey, there's a lot of money, a lot of draft picks, and uh, even if you don't like the coach and the GM right now, they're going to have a chance to prove you prove to you that they can move this team in the right direction very quickly to compete in the AFC West, especially with the uncertainty with the Chargers. Of course, Denver still doesn't – they don't have a coach yet. Uh, and and I think Russell Wilson will bounce back. I don't think he's going to be the Russell Wilson of five years ago, but I think he'll be better. So so the division's going to get better. The Raiders have to get better, and they can get better.
1: And I hate you, Raider fans. It's one thing to have the draft capital and the money to, to fix your roster. It's another thing to make the right decisions because – Look we saw Gruden and Mayock, right? They had a bunch of first rounders, and yeah. we kept hearing this, these those drafts, the 2019 draft and the 2020 draft were going to be the foundation for the Raiders' future. And what happened? They squandered a lot of those picks with bad decisions. Some of them outside of outside of their outside of their scouting, because who would have thought Henry Ruggs would have would have did what he did? So I don't really put Henry Ruggs on Gruden and Mayock and say, well, bet, who could have saw that happening? But right. Damon Arnett. Alex Leatherwood, Cleveland Ferrat at number four. You hope they don't make those decisions again, this, this regime, because if that happens again, this franchise will be set back. But Ziggler has, and, and Josh McDaniels being part of an organization, a dynasty, and it's time, you would hope that they soaked up enough to, to, to identify good players, both veterans and rookies, to take this franchise to another level
0: yeah, and, like I said, the next five years is going to be, I think, largely determined on what they do this off season. I really believe it's that important. Does't mean they have to solve it all in one off season, but they can solve a lot of it thanks to the money, thanks to the ability to have so much draft capital. so we'll we'll see how it all happens. Mo, on Thursday, we're going to talk we'll talk latest Raiders news that rolls out between now and then. But we'll also I want to get back into the quarterback discussion, meaning let's identify. We already talked about Tom Brady, Mac Jones. We'll revisit them, but we'll also talk about perhaps other options for the Raiders at veteran quarterback. We're not looking back. We're looking forward. Derek Carr is gone, and now it's about who will fit in that spot. So we're going to look at veteran quarterbacks, not the rookies, not possible draft picks, but guys that could be on the market, will be on the market that could fit into that Raider system, uh, including some names you guys have all sent me. We'll talk through some of them, the ones that are fits and the ones that are not fits and why. And then we'll also take a look at some of those needs at defense and a couple of defensive players on the Raiders we want to talk about uh, that might be back, that might surprise you that they're back. Uh, because they're a bargain, but also because they've gotten better. So we'll talk about that on Thursday. Mo, enjoy your Tuesday. What do you got coming out on Bleacher Report and Sports Not that the the folks out there need to be ready for?
1: Gonna be helping folks make some money on Bleacher Report with my yeah. picks for the divisional round, of the playoffs. I promise, Scott, I won't give you another bad pick as I did with the Jets. Yeah, the Jets are playing. You can't give me. You- <laughs> <laughs> so I can't give you a bad pick there. As far as as far as Sports Not, I I don't want to I don't want to tip my hand, but. I also have some quarterback columns coming out. It's going to be around Derek Carr and, and some of the Raiders options. So I, I'm not taking a step back, but I'm going to examine, because a lot of people have asked me, and I haven't given a straight answer. A lot of people have asked me, what would the Raiders get for Derek Carr if they're able to pull mm-hmm. off a trade? Now, a lot of people feel like Derek Carr is going to force his way out via cut, and you're in that camp too, because then he doesn't have, his team doesn't have to give up draft capital, and maybe he can get a, still get a decent deal on a new deal. So I'll explore something similar to what people have been asking me of what can the Raiders get? Cause yeah. best case scenario is that the Raiders are able to pull off a trade because you want that draft capital for yeah. car. So I'll examine what the Raiders can get, where Derek Carr can end up and who could replace him in the near future.
0: Yeah. And, and Mo, that's the thing too. Although I believe it'll end up, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of betting with the, uh, with the odds, if you will. I think that the odds are greater that he walks or that, that they that they cut him Take versus trade. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, and you said this, I think, last week, which is you never know how desperate a team is, right? So you can never rule that out. You just can't because, listen, the NFL will always be a quarterback-hungry league because that is the most posi- important position on the field. So, you ha- yes, you have Washington, and, the, oh, yeah, we're going with what's-his-face. Yeah, No, nah, it doesn't matter. If you can improve, you're going to improve, okay?
1: Go ahead. And also really quick, a lot of people have asked why would Derek Carr want to trade when he can go to a team without, again, without that team giving up draft capital? Why would a team trade for him knowing that the Raiders will cut him if there's no trade agreed upon? And I will say this, if you're a team with a head coach or a general manager who's going into the 2023 season on the hot seat and you need a quarterback, you want to get ahead of the competition. You don't yes. want to wait for Derek Carr to get on a free agent market where you're in a bidding war for him. Right. you could just trade for him skip the line and, and you don't have to compete with those five or six other teams that also need a quarterback you can get your guy via trade right now
0: yeah and you're taking the risk by taking on the, the three years of the contract right mm-hmm. but if it works out that's even that's better for you because he's going to be below market value if exactly. he goes if he goes to washington or goes to the jets or i know miami says two is coming back if he goes to one of those places and lights it up then you got the bargain of a lifetime. Like it get, gets you deep in the playoffs. All that stuff could happen. So you're absolutely right. So the trade could happen. It all just depends. So many dominoes have to fall. The question, though, is they have to fall right about now. So it's sort of like the old Western movies with the gunfighter. Who's going to be the first to draw,
1: <laughs>
0: right? Who's, who's nervous? Who's going to be the first one to draw? And then we'll see who wins out on that one. But it's going to be interesting. But we're going to talk about that quarterback position, and Mo's obviously going to have a great calm, which we can reference. On the show as well. It's amazing how that works, Mo.
1: Yeah, work in tandem. How about that?
0: (laughs) All right, my friend, I will talk to you on Thursday.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: All right, there you go, Momo. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, by the way M O E M O T O N. I am at LV Gully. The show is SNB Today. And again, do us a big favor. Please subscribe to the podcast audio version wherever you get your podcast you can find us and if you're watching us on youtube do me a favor hit subscribe but you also have to hit that notification bell we'll also take the thumbs up too. that uh, we appreciate that and appreciate the comments as always for mo Moten, i am scott branson this has been silver and black today an odyssey original podcast take care raider nation we'll talk to you thursday